a world of what are yous, welcome to the place where the answer is always human. My name is Natalie and you're listening to Some Kind of Brown, a podcast about mixed and multiracial life, current events, and ways to build the best life by a southern girl who's trying to figure it out for herself. Wonderful people, welcome back to part two of my conversation with Soph from Asian Soph in Mixed Present. Last week, we left off talking about some of the controversy surrounding the movie, in particular, the mixed race male lead. Let's dive right back in. But the funny thing to me about the backlash about him being Eurasian is in Singapore, Eurasians are a race group. They have their own culture, they have a lot of their own foods. I follow a YouTube account called Night Owl Cinematics, which is a really big YouTube channel in Singapore. And they go around and try different kinds of cuisines. And there's been so much cultural mixing that Eurasian is its own racial group. So to have a Eurasian lead in a movie about Singapore shouldn't be that odd. Exactly, exactly. Um, And um, actually, you actually turned me on to that a lot because I wasn't aware of how big the Eurasian population was in Singapore. But to be truthful, um, Henry Golding, he did respond to a lot of the backlash, but he didn't show anger to it. I, I love what he said. He said, what is the litmus test for being Asian enough? But it's okay for someone who has never been to Asia to say he's definitely not Asian enough. He's glad there is a convo going on around it because it gives us a chance to better educate people and broaden perspectives. But it's good that people are talking about it in the first place. Yeah, I agree. Anytime you can talk about those things, it's it's good to talk about. But he definitely deserves to be in this movie 100%. And he was sought out. Everyone was sought out for their roles to be the perfect person cast for the part. Honestly, um, in the past, there's been a lot of whitewashing of movie roles. That's no secret, um, especially for Asians. I think we need to look at this from another perspective. So while it is true that things have been whitewashed, does telling someone who is Asian, whether it's a quarter, whether it's a half, whether it's 75%, just telling that person they aren't Asian enough because they're mixed allow for a better representation of our society and of our community. I think it's funny that you bring up whitewashed because uh, some of the backlash from the Singaporean side was the music. Mm-hmm. In the words of Dikosh, who's a really big internet celebrity in Singapore, a lot of the songs in the movie, some of the Singaporeans had problems with because they were yellow washed, as he said. he did call it that it was really funny so you had a lot of songs in the movie that were like there was a madonna song and then at the end the really emotional song is yellow by coldplay but the the songs are in chinese but they're american songs i think for a movie that does such a good job representing the asian american well not asian american the asian community they could have done a lot better with the music Mm. He said that during that part, it would have been great to play The Greatest Artist by Jolin Tsai. And I love me some Jolin Tsai. That would be great. I'd love to hear some Jay Chow, some Jolin Tsai. They could have had that in the movie. 100%. And um, I will say that the soundtrack was not something that immediately jumped out to me. For example, like other great cultural depictions like Black Panther did, Black Panther's soundtrack was nuts. It was dope. But I feel like there was opportunity for that. And maybe we they can bring that in over into the sequels. 
um, because this is part of a three-part series of books. I honestly didn't even pay attention to the music, actually. Until you like told me that you wanted to talk about this, I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even pay attention at all to that. I It didn't really hit me either. I did notice I recognized some of the songs, and I did know some of the old Chinese songs that they were singing, but I didn't really know that people were talking about it until I saw some of the Singaporeans being like, where are the Chinese artists, though? <laughs> A for effort, but B. You know what? To go back on the representation topic, so in the past, we just heard so much talk about just a complete lack of representation for the Asian community. But I feel like instead of banding together and really pushing for everyone in our community, it's almost like we want to limit that and it's hypocritical. So not just doing it with mixed Asians, but also doing it with darker Asians. So there's been a lot of backlash about lack of brown representation. Mm -hmm. You know, we did talk about um, the Eurasian population in Singapore, but there's a paragraph in the book stating that the movie was supposed to show the quote unquote lack of minority representation due to the closed minded attitude of some social circles in Singapore. And you had mentioned that, you know, the Chinese generally stay with the Chinese, the Malay stay with the Malay. Mm -hmm. And there are large populations of migrant workers from Bangladesh and the Philippines. And yes. there are a lot of Filipinas who are maids, but not all people that are Filipino in Singapore are maids and construction workers. So like a lot of Singaporeans are like, hey, we're there too. But in addressing that, I watched an interview with Kevin Kwan and since we do have a sequel, I'm assuming that we'll probably have the third book as well. He's going to explore mainland China in the second book. And then in the third book, you're going to be able to see Taiwan and the Philippines. So I'm hoping as the series progresses, we'll get more diversity in these movies. Because he's trying to introduce modern Asia to the Western audience. And I think it's a good starting point, but there's definitely some room for some more representation. 100%. And there was a YouTube comedian. His name is David So. I love him. I know. He's so funny. But he said, it doesn't matter if this isn't your own personal experience. Culture exists on a spectrum. And this representation will open doors for more representation. So we can nitpick at every little thing. But in the book... This was a Chinese family. I actually read a study conducted in Singapore about um, demographics and social circles. They're completely separate. This had nothing to do with the movie. But what the study found was people hung out with people based on class, not race or religion. So when we think about wealthy Chinese moving to Singapore, they're elite. Like to even hang out, like I've watched a lot of videos on real life, crazy rich Asians. To even kick it with these people, you got to have a billion not everyone, not every Chinese, but also not every person in Singapore is just going to be rocking with a billion. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, definitely not. Did you watch Harper Bazaar did something with Kevin Kwan and they did the real Crazy Rich Asians? I watched that. And it spotlighted, I think, five. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and one of them is Filipina, I believe. It was very, very interesting. And I am going to link that YouTube video in the show note if any of you want to watch that. It's very interesting to see how these women live because I think in the movie there there's a lot of cattiness and backstabbing. But it's very interesting to see these women and what they do with their money and why they buy these expensive things. It's a completely different world and it's not the stereotypical 
oh, this is poor jungle Asia that everyone thinks of, honestly, Singapore and Malaysia and any Asian country. It's insane. (laughs) I had someone, Japan is one of the most expensive countries to live in. And I had someone tell me how badly they wanted to go to Japan because they love going to countries where their dollar can stretch them so much. And I was like, what Japan are you talking about? (laughs) But honestly, going back to this, um, I think another part of the controversy, which is always a huge part of any Asian representation discussion, it's always the light East Asians versus the darker Southeast Southwest Asians, or as Ali Wong likes to put it, the fancy Asians versus the jungle Asians. (laughs) The fancy jungle Asians. Which is not even terminology I actually use, to be honest, but it is kind of hilarious. Because all of my quote-unquote jungle Asian friends, because I know a lot of Filipinos and Vietnamese and stuff, they're so much more bougie and fancy than I am. And I'm technically the fancy Asian. (laughs) That's so funny. Every time I hear that phrase, I'm like, is is that okay? (laughs) Is that a phrase? (laughs) It is kind of funny. But, you know, exactly what David So said is how I feel. Yes, I don't believe that we should just be representing the lighter East Asians because that keeps the stereotypes going. But culture exists on a spectrum and this will open doors. And like you said, this third book hopefully is going to touch into the Thai and the Filipino representation. So people are going to get that. Yes. And and I'm hoping that the people that are upset about that representation will hold out for the future installment. Exactly. Because I know they're listening. And just going back really quickly on the mixed Asian representation of Henry Golding. I mean, there might be one other cast member who was, but we for sure know just of Henry. To tell people, to limit mixed Asians being in a movie about Asians, what does that message say to the mixed Asian community and their children? Like, sorry, you've lost your Asian card with your tainted blood. You're not a real Asian. Yeah. That message is hypocritical and it's something that we need to stop. Just like we should stop implying that brown Asians are not worthy of screen time. It exists in the same plane of what is okay to represent and what is not okay to represent. And we should be able to represent all of it. I think it could be really hurtful for some of the, not even just younger of any age, the mixed Asians to see some of the backlash. And I hope that they don't take that to heart. Exactly. I'm not taking it to heart too much because I understand it. You don't have to necessarily consent to something to understand it like you can practice empathy as a person and I get it I get that frustration of we're supposed to finally have our Asian moment and we can't feel like we are getting a full moment right now and I understand that but at the same time you cannot tell somebody who culturally feels like they're Asian that they're not Asian enough that's just not right right I wish people had this image of adding something not tainting something there's always like this negative connotation I think to the mixing of cultures people are very protective of preserving their cultures and they don't want it to mix with anything and I think that's extremely harmful mm-hmm. and it has kind of leaked into this backlash yeah exactly And, you know, I could see the issue if everybody in the cast was mixed, but it was literally one person and we're all losing our minds about it. I get it that he was the leading man, but the story was really centered around Constance and her experience as a Chinese American. Yes, and she is fully Chinese. So you have your fully Chinese lead and then your Eurasian male lead. And honestly, as far as Asian male representation, having him as 
the romantic lead is such a big step away from anything we've had before as far as Asian male representation. So I think that we can be happy about that. 100%. Like you cannot argue with me that he is not fine and you would drink his bath water. <laughs> I might not because I am not on the market. <laughs> However, he is very, very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one more point to touch on when it comes to Asian representation in Hollywood too. We have to consider the Asian overseas experience versus the Asian American experience. And a lot of this backlash were coming from people who live in Singapore or live in Malaysia. You know, films and just growing up in that society, there's more, there's just more Asians and everything, everyone should be represented. But this was an American film. This was a Hollywood film. And we're literally, this is the first of its kind in 25 years. So we need to consider what the Asian Americans perspective is on this because we're not used to that. We don't have our own culture of just seeing Asians and Asian only films. That's not something that exists here. You can listen to people who come from that country or are overseas in Asia, but their perspective is going to be different from ours. Absolutely. And I think that kind of mirrors the whole impact of Crazy Rich Asians. We have a movie that is groundbreaking in a lot of ways in Hollywood. It's not meant to cover all the bases. You can't make up for 25 years of lack of representation in one single movie. It's just one step towards opening up representation for now and future generations. And I think as far as a first step, it's a massive one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's smashing records, it's smashing the box office. And we should just be happy that we have something that we we can identify with. I'm not Chinese, but I identify with a lot of what they're saying and a lot of what's going on. And it's just great to finally have this weight almost off our shoulders. I read something and it was totally true about people crying in the theater because we have gone for so long with almost no representation and no real characters to identify with that we almost have this weight that we've been holding on for ourselves that's finally being lifted a little bit. And everyone's just crying from the relief. And it's just amazing to have that experience and to have it together. I've seen so many posts about people saying that they were crying in the theater or their moms or their grandparents, or they saw some of the older generation crying in the theaters. And it gives me a lot of hope for what's to come. I anticipate a lot more Asian representation. There was a Netflix movie that came out to all the boys I've ever loved. I believe is the name of it on Netflix. Kevin Kwan is working on a, for now, super secret TV show that we don't know much about, but he's working with Fox to come out with a TV show. I think that this has shown the American market that there is a demand for more Asian representation and how we portray Asians in the media going forward. And I think they're responding. I think that we have a lot to hope and look forward to in the future as far as Asian representation in the media. You know, what I would like to see in the future as far as that representation is just more stories where your role doesn't require you to be Asian. More AAPI stories in general, more rom-coms, more dramas. You know, we need the cultural stuff and we need the stuff that isn't stereotypical because Asian Americans don't have that experience. Asian Americans are, yes, we have cultural aspects, but we are still growing up in America. A lot of people always act like Asian Americans are just Asians, like from overseas. And that's not the case. 
You know, I'd like to see a story about a per- an Asian person in high school who has to go to high school and then help at their parents' restaurant and still study at the same time. Hell yeah. Because that's normal life for a lot of Asian people. Like, that's a normal everyday story. I'd like to see that story told. I employ a lot of Asians and they, all of their families own restaurants that they had to work at. Yeah. It's insane. Or nail salons or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that is very true. Um, I also want to see, I love Asian comedians. I remember growing up, I mean, there was Joe Coy. I don't know if you know who he is, but then we have Ali Wong now. We have mm-hmm. Jimmy O. Yang, who was in the movie. We have Ken Jong. So just see more funny people. We have Aquafina, who's just this parody rapper and she's amazingly she's so funny and i love her so much and then just also more representation of my brown brothers and sisters like we need all of asia represented 100 percent, but that includes the mixed representation as well on the subject of comedians there is a podcast that i like to listen to called asian not asian and it's two guys fumi abe and mike nguyen their intro is we talk about a lot of asian american male issues that people aren't going to talk about and it's very eye-opening Shout out to them. I'm so checking them out. But they do comedy too. I love that. They're hilarious. I love their perspectives and I love listening to them. They bring up some topics that I don't always think about and they share some of their experiences. I think Asian men for a long time have been kind of forgotten. Oh, yeah. And you know, with this movie, the world is ready for the hot, buff Asian man because they exist. And honey, I have been waiting for them to get their spotlight. (laughs) They definitely exist. Actually, Chris Pang, who plays Colin, the guy who's getting married commented on one of my instagram posts and i kind of freaked out a little bit oh my gosh i i would have been fanning myself a little bit too (laughs) i know he's fine he's fine but honestly if we look at all the youtube personalities that are asian that are really popular like the fung brothers we had off the great wall we have i mean anyone who works at buzzfeed to be honest um yeah eugene shout out to Eugene. yeah like you (laughs) always boo eugene call me if you're ever in boston we just you can see the range of personality and perspective and body type and everything and that just never gets represented like what is that about i don't know i guess we just have to hope that the more we speak out you know i think there's a lot of quietly enduring things that's in asian culture there's a lot of stamina there's a lot of i will work hard through all these things and quietly endure it and make it one day that I think that's kind of embedded in the immigrant Asian mentality especially. 100%. I think that's starting to change. Asian Americans are like, you know what? I'm not going to silently endure being invisible. I'm not going to silently endure your jokes. I'm not going to be quiet when you mock my culture. You're going to understand. We're going to be represented. We're here and we actually live here and we're different. Exactly. Hashtag I'm not your model minority. Yes. I was like dancing while you were saying all that. It's 100% true. Asians, <laughs> yeah, Asians are being more vocal now. And it's so important because that's how things change. You have to speak up, you have to care, and you have to stand up for your brothers and sisters, no matter what shade, no matter if they're mixed or not. We need to talk about that. That's the only way we're going to keep burning the bamboo ceiling, to be honest with you. And that's why we have this episode and the next episode I'm going to be doing with you. We're going to talk about these Asian American issues because you are here, you're allowed, and you are proud.
Oh, very proud. Very, very proud. All right. So, guys, um, if anyone's interested in following my personal page, it's Asian underscore Soph, Asian Soph on Instagram. And I also admin on a page called Mixed Present, M-I-X-E-D-P-R-E-S-E-N-T. Check out both those pages and I will see you guys in the next episode. Yes, check her out. She is amazing. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We have a lot more coming for you. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you loved hearing from Soph, she'll be back next week and this time we're getting personal. I hope you enjoyed our conversations about Crazy Rich Asians. If you did and want to hear more, leave a like, subscribe wherever you're listening, leave a rating and review on iTunes because your feedback is so important to me. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at somekindofbrown and for more information on this episode, you can visit my blog somekindofbrown.com. Thank you to Purple Planet for the use of the song Love Life and I'll see you next week with some more shades of brown is that an ice cream (laughs) (laughs) yeah um hashtag east boston you can hear every 